Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Person Podcast, a twice-monthly podcast for people who experience the world intensely. Join me on a journey of acceptance of our highly sensitive person traits. Welcome to episode 56. I'm your host, Kelly. This is a show for people who have sensory processing sensitivity. I share stories, reflections, and personal experiences about the benefits and struggles of being highly sensitive from my perspective. A long, long time ago, I wrote posts and did corresponding podcasts about the best jobs for HSPs. I also talked about what I thought was the number one single best job for HSPs, and that, in my opinion, was working for yourself from home or working from wherever you want. But since that time, my thoughts and experience on the subject of the best jobs for highly sensitives has changed, and I didn't think it was right not to address the fact that I don't completely agree with what I said way back then. The answer to what is the best job for HSPs isn't a list of specific jobs, and it isn't necessarily working for yourself. The answer is that it depends. I know this isn't a nice and tidy answer. It isn't what people want to hear, but I think it's more accurate than what I advised before. The best career for an HSP depends. Okay, first I want to address why working for oneself isn't necessarily the ideal for everyone. Remember, that's what I originally said I thought was the number one best job for HSPs. Working for yourself means you can control your environment the temperature, the lighting, the ergonomics, the hours you work, and of course, the work itself. It seems logical that that would be great for an HSP. And in her documentary movie, Sensitive, Dr. Elaine Aaron said that there's a risk to working for yourself, but also a freedom. You can craft a career that fits you to a T. I still think working for yourself is a great option, but it has real challenges too. Leaving office life and working from home isn't this magical cure that makes everything in your life better. So here's a short little list of some possible downsides to working for yourself. For one thing, freelance work is unpredictable. You're always hunting for sources of income, and that can be tiring and give you anxiety. It can be hard on an HSP who craves stability and calm. You might feel kind of lonely due to a lack of social interaction. You might feel challenged by time management. It's kind of tough not to get distracted and to procrastinate, and then later you feel guilty about not being productive. And lastly, work's never over. When you work from home, you don't have to get your work done between 8 and 5 p.m. or whatever, because there's no clocking out. You might find yourself not stopping working, which isn't good for you and your peace of mind. So in summary, working from home for yourself might be a great arrangement for some HSPs, but not for others. It depends. I wrote a more in-depth blog post about these challenges of working from home. If you want to read more about that, you can find it in the show notes at highlysensitiveperson.net slash episode 56. A long time ago, I created a list of jobs that I thought would be good for HSPs. But as time went on, 
people left comment after comment on my blog disagreeing with many of the jobs on this list. And then someone else would come along and disagree again and say that they liked the job. For example, I originally had listed human resources as a potential good job for HSPs because it seemed like you'd get to make positive changes in the workplace and help people with their careers and our intuition and detail-orientedness might make us great at hiring quality employees. But then someone left a comment that disagreed and said, I want to comment on the human resources specialist career. I was in that field for almost 10 years, and depending on the position, it can be overstimulating. But then another person disagreed and said, I'm in HR and it suits me well. I don't particularly enjoy recruiting, but my empathy helps me to understand and solve complex people problems and make positive changes in the company. Fortunately, I'm allowed a lot of autonomy so I can control my schedule and step out to decompress when I need to. But yet another commenter weighed in saying, I'm glad HR was removed. I think it's a cutthroat department at the heart of office politics. I knew that I had to get out because I didn't want to deal with the disciplining, redundancies, and so on. I don't think it works to be a caring person in this department. There were several more comments back and forth like these in about other jobs too. There were nurses saying the same thing. Some nurses loved their jobs and the advantages being highly sensitive gave them, but others recommended against nursing. Heck, there was even a person who was in sales. I was really surprised by this because I always thought sales was like the worst job for an introverted HSP. But this person worked for a company that she believed in. So when she was selling to people, she felt like she was helping them and helping match them up with a product that was actually improve their life. So even sales could be a good job for an HSP in the right situation. All these comments further show that there's no definitive answer to what are the best specific jobs for HSPs. What works for one person might not work for another. I can't tell you that being an acupuncturist, court reporter, or speech pathologist is right for you as an HSP because I don't know the environment you'll be in. The actual job you perform often isn't as important as the environment and the culture of the company. Will your boss be a micromanager or will they be supportive and trusting? What's your workspace like? And it's more than your high sensitivity that matters too. It's whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, what kind of coping skills you have, and more. It depends on the circumstances and your ability to adapt to them. One commenter on the blog wrote, I feel like I can do any job as long as I'm surrounded by the right people. There is a silver lining to all of this, and it's the reason I'm even bringing this topic up again. Our sensitivity doesn't have to limit us. We aren't limited to a certain set of career choices. We can thrive anywhere if we have the right environment. If you really want to be a teacher, but you aren't sure if you can handle standing in front of a classroom, maybe you do individual tutoring or work in a different school with a different environment. If it's your life's calling to be a nurse or a graphic designer or a computer programmer, you may thrive in certain environments and be unhappy in others. Don't feel like you can't do it because it won't work for an HSP. Your sensitivity doesn't mean you can't do the work you really want to do. You just have to find the right fit. So that's great and everything, but how are we expected to find that environment where we'll be happy and thrive 
before we even work there? Do you just hope to get lucky? Because a company's values and the way they operate has a big impact on our happiness and success on the job. So when you're looking for a job and going on interviews, how can you tell if the company environment will be a good fit? A recent article in the New York Times had a tip on how to do this. When you're interviewing for a job, ask the interviewer or anyone you can who works there for stories about one practice that says a lot about their company culture. So you're asking people to tell you a story about something that happened at their organization but wouldn't happen elsewhere. The answers you receive might tell you a lot about the company. And of course, being an HSP, you've got that intuition and ability to read body language, so you might gain information through what goes unsaid as well. So the Times article studied this question about what happens at this organization that doesn't happen elsewhere. And they said the stories that you'll hear may give you valuable insight into three important aspects of company culture that matter to employee happiness. The first one is justice. Is it a fair place to work? The second is security. Is it safe to work there? And the third is control. Can you shape your own destiny and have influence in the organization? So that's justice, security, and control. So just to repeat, the question you ask is, what is something that happens at this organization but wouldn't happen elsewhere? So try to ask that question to as many people at the company as you can. And the answers will hopefully give you a glimpse into the company culture and how it fits with your own principles. I'll have a link to that New York Times article in the show notes. There's a lot more great stuff in there. It's a good read, so I recommend it. Folks, to sum everything up, if you're looking for answers on the best job or career for you as an HSP, you can try working at home for yourself, or you can consult the original list I posted about jobs to avoid or consider. The reality is that it all depends on so many different factors. I know as HSPs, we don't like to feel like we have no control over situations. We want clear answers. But there are aspects to life you simply can't predict or control. Know that what works for someone else might not work for you. I mean, still do your research to make an informed decision about a career choice or career change, but also trust your intuition. Check out the show notes for more information on this topic, including links to my previous blog posts and podcasts about jobs, the ones that I mentioned today, and also for a link to that New York Times article. It's all at highlysensitiveperson.net slash episode 5656. While you're there, you can also sign up for my twice-monthly newsletter for updates on new episodes, blog posts, and curated interesting HSP news from around the web at highlysensitiveperson.net. Do people still say web? Does that make me sound old? Because it came from World Wide Web, and I don't think anyone says that anymore. I don't know. Maybe some young people can tell me. Can I? Should I still say web? <laughs> if you enjoy this podcast and you're just itching to support it financially, I know you are, then please become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash HSP. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash HSP. You can support the show by giving a donation in any amount. Even $1 is fantastic. And it's to encourage me along with the show and the blog. And if you can't afford to support financially, you can show your support by rating the show on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening and happy new year 